Uh, my name is Adam Patterson. With me today, we have Kevin Rakestraw joining us. How are you doing, Kevin? Doing pretty good. So this is episode number 178 of the Film Pulse podcast. Today on the show, we're going to be taking a look at Cop Car, starring Kevin Bacon, the coming-of-age drama Prince, and the indie comedy People, Places, Things. Of course, we'll also be going over some of what we've been watching, this week's movie predictions, new on video on demand, DVD and Blu-ray releases. Now, if you're watching us on the live stream, welcome. I'm sure this... Uh, I'm hoping that everything is going to be okay from this point out. I don't really know, but uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm going to attempt to keep an eye on the comments and in the chat, so feel free to join in the conversation if you're hearing this. Uh, if it gets a decent response and we don't have too many problems henceforth, we'll probably do this again and make it a regular thing. Uh, so check out my Twitter, at FilmPulseNet, for any updates on that. If I decide that it's too much of a hassle or it was just a complete disaster, may not do it again, and we'll just do the old regular audio version. Mm -hmm. uh, now, before we jump into our first review today, uh, we got an email in this week, and I just wanted to read that. Uh, this is from Dimsa. Probably I, mispronouncing that. I didn't know about this. Yeah, yeah. He says, uh, the site is excellent. I'm constantly visiting it, especially the VOD release calendar. Why not discuss some new movies from ex-Yugoslavia? Here are a few good movies. The High Sun, Panama, Marked, Zigosana. I know all about the films from ex-Yugoslavia. If you need anything, feel free to contact me. Greetings from Macedonia. Okay. So what do you think about that? Ex-Yugoslavian films? Gonna, gonna, yeah, gonna put that. I'll do it. Gonna put that on our radar. Why not? I'll watch them. I'm okay with that, I guess. You seem a little hesitant. Well, uh, what, do you, so, what do you have against ex Yugoslavia? Some of them actually look pretty good. So you're I don't just know. Saying that you're just trying to the, be nice. the big, well. The big issue is being able to find them because I, I looked you up. Just email the guy. Because I looked up some of these, and it doesn't look like really any of them got any kind of release date here mm. in the U.S., so I really I really don't know. I mean, that could be the answer to his question. Yeah. Regarding why do we don't cover this. <laughs> because we don't, have, to, yeah, we we don't just, have access to them. We just don't have access to them, so... Uh, Thank you for writing in. If you guys have any comments, suggestions, questions, anything like that, or want us to cover your country's movies, just let us know. Podcastfilmpulse.net is the address. Uh, let's go ahead. You ready to jump into our first movie? Well, yeah, let's do it. All right, we're talking about Cop Car. This is directed by John Watts. Uh, came out last week in limited release, but it's out on VOD now. It stars Kevin Bacon, James Friedson Jackson, and Hayes Welford. Now, I have a review for this up on the site, so I guess we'll start with you, Kevin. Start what, what, with me, huh? Yeah, what'd you, what'd you think of Cop Car? I enjoyed this one. Me too. I was, I was surprised. I was surprised. Just a really simple movie. Extremely but, uh, simple. Yeah. But uh, it's the execution of it is fantastic. I especially love the, uh, and I love when movies do this, or you know, directors, writers, anything, where you just they just drop you in. You're there for 
but this we're just thrown in and things happen right and it works so well i wish people did this more often the whole plot is basically about uh these two kids they run away from home um find a an abandoned cop car and basically they just decide to take a joy so it turns out that kevin bacon is the sheriff who owns this cop car and he's kind of a story with bacon's character and i kind of really appreciated that we, we don't ruin on i don't think it's a giant spoiler to say that he's got some bodies in his trunk but ruin the whole movie the, the whole the reasoning behind that is never really spelled out and we don't we also don't really know why these kids are running away from home yeah you have no that's, idea that's kind of a mystery you know, no nothing's explained it's just all these kids are in a cop car driving around and kevin bacon needs that cop car back there was little hints of comedy thrown shea wiggle he's looking for a place to hide and he's like <laughs> he just looks so ridiculous in his robe and he's trying to duck behind bushes and the uh the telephone pole and stuff and it's just little bits little bits of comedy and i liked that when they the first thing they did when they got on the radio was attempted to say a diarrhea joke <laughs> well, why wouldn't you well, that leads me to the other big thing that I liked a lot about this movie, and is, is that these kids acted like kids. They were yeah, not... They're, they're not precocious right. geniuses. Exactly. They're just kids. It's, and there's just so much tension in these in, in scenes of them just handling guns because mm. they don't know what they're doing. And it was yeah. just... It was very tense. Because it, you know, looking into the barrel, you would think they would, they would at least know not to do that. But well, that yeah, that's that's a good uh, transition to my next thing that I liked a lot about this movie, and it's that holy crap, was this movie suspenseful and not in the way that I really thought that it would be. It's not the stuff with Kevin Bacon that's suspenseful. It's the stuff with the kids. Being so freaking reckless that you're just like, oh my god, one of these kids is going to blow his face off. Correct. Correct. And, that's what you're, and the, the entire time I'm watching, I'm just cringing like, please don't show me that. Please don't show me a kid blow his own face off. Yeah. That would be terrible. And I don't know if I could handle it, to be quite honest. Yeah. It's uh, kind of ridiculous. Kind of ridiculous. My expectations were, you know, that that was kind of the shtick of it. That that was, is that, you know, Kevin Bacon would be rolled. And it would just be, you know, and he would do terrible things to people with the kids. And it would just be an awful movie. Right. You know, overall, not quality, but. Yeah, no, I know what you meant. You know, what they're going for. But it wasn't that. Right. Which was, I enjoyed. The nastiness level was not like I thought that it would be a lot more violent and just kind of dark, but yeah. it, it wasn't that. I mean, it, it was just, sure there are there definitely is some violence in there. It's not over the top or, or gruesome or anything like that. No, and I was worried when they 
Wiggum in there when they threw him into the movie. I'm kind of thinking, like, this movie's already... We already have a good... I don't know if we need to do this. But I thought that that was handy. Yeah. Especially, you know, they give him a chance comedy in there. And then that little monologue that he gives to the kids mm-hmm. about about their pets. That was quite something. Yeah. What he would do the, to their families. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, that was a little intense, that scene. And then the way they... Uh, you know, Kevin Bacon kind of uses Cameron Mannheim's character to uh, kind of jumpstart things. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, that was something. It was devious. Yeah, it was a, a little bit. I call that a little devious. A little bit. A little bit. What are you going to get? Ten. Oh, cop car. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven. Seven and a half. Seven. I think uh, I think I gave it a seven and a half on the site. Well, that's what you had to stick with. I'm trying to change it. I'm trying to look up what Good, I got. But you're not allowed to do that. I don't know if it'll go in my top ten of the year, but it'll, pro- it'll probably be in the top 20. Yeah, that's definitely one that I recommend. Yeah. Definitely say check it out. Yeah. All right, that's Cop Car. Let's go ahead and move on to our next review. We're talking about Prince. This is directed by Sam DeHong. Uh, This came out in limited release this weekend. I believe it is now available on VOD. It is a film from the Netherlands. Ayub is the the main character, and... Uh, I was a big, he, he just had so much going on in his life. He was dealing with his mom and his sister and his dad, and each of them had their own conflicts that he was trying to resolve, and then the girl that he liked, and then the bullies, and then his friends. And there was just like so much going on in this, this microcosm of this little little neighborhood area that I feel like some some aspects of the movie were underdeveloped. Like, for instance, when he went to work for that for that guy... Yeah, uh, that just... like there. I just I wanted so much more explanation as to what the hell was going on with all of that. But yeah, yeah just that's where other... it kind of f- fell apart for me because other... that's where all that um, the weirdness yes housed. Yeah, and it just to me it just didn't work. And his the the character that you know the guy with the Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. It was just too much. He was, it was very, just this weird shift all of a sudden. Yeah, because that character was very uh, cartoonish. He mm-hmm. he didn't act like a human person. He just acted like a like a psycho that you see in a movie. Mm-hmm. He acted like a movie character, and yeah, it didn't it didn't really fit with the rest of the movie, which was pretty grounded otherwise. Yeah. And you you have all these things that this kid's dealing with, and they're for the most part he does a decent job of, um, you know, building everything up. Considering that this movie's only like seventy six minutes long, yeah. And then all of a sudden you have this this shift, and you knew you know at some point in time that this is going to happen because it needs to for where this you know the film ends up going with the story and everything. But it just, it felt, everything felt rushed, and it just felt completely different. The tone was off. And then, like you said, his, his character is so cartoonish, and they add so much, you know, odd things to 
you know, where he forces people to act like a cat, bow, and it's just like everything was going so well up until that point. Yeah, for me, uh, while I while I was bothered, I was so taken by the visual style of this movie. I mean, they they employ pretty much everything that I like in that. You can kind of tell that. Okay, I got myself into a situation here where it looks like it's going to be style over substance. This is what I'm getting into, which I'm okay with. I'm fine with it. And it was interesting to see, you know, kind of like a like a crime movie. It's a neat show. Mm-hmm. Which is a bit different. And yeah. I, I was completely with the style. Everything that they were doing, I was completely fine with. I just think the thing that makes it... Um, a little more egregious is the fact that they kind of just end everything so abruptly at the end that they're yeah. just kind of like, oh, we're done, just clean cut, tied up in a bow, and roll credits. Yeah, it's like, wait a second, you're spending all this time developing these things, and then you're just gonna just close up shop like that. Yeah, and, it, and everything's just so neat, like done. And then we have the, you know, where it kind of ends in a fairy tale. Everyone's happy and good times. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't really mind that too much. They did it in retrospect. Yeah, I guess they did kind of wrap it up, especially with his friends, because he had a falling out with his friends throughout the movie. And then all of a sudden it was like this one event brought them all back together. And Mm -hmm. it, it was just very convenient for that event to kind of happen to bring everyone back together. Yeah. It's but, just like, everything's fine now. Eh, and, it, I, and, and as far as ridiculously cartoony as that the Lamborghini guy was, that, that all that, you know, it's just like, ah, we'll just forget about it. I don't, yeah, he just, I don't it, think so. Yeah, yeah. The whole time after the, the one event occurs, the whole time I was thinking, What's going to happen here? Something terrible is going to happen. He's going to come back and it's storyline. <laughs> well, see you later. It's just, uh, it's, uh, it feels like it's a solid film. I look forward to things in the future. It just seems, judging from this, he doesn't know how to end a movie or a story. Uh, maybe. I, it really didn't bother me at all. I was, I was still, there were still way more positives for me. Like the, the performance by the, uh, the kid, I thought he did a really great job. And this was like his first feature length movie. I think same director before. Yeah, he was quite good. He, I thought that he was really good. Performances were, were pretty good. And, um, you know, he, he has a lot to work with there emotionally for that character. Like, I mean, the, (laughs) the actor handling the requirements of the character. Plus, he sold that. It looked like he dropped kicked to the system. Oh yeah, that so, was yeah, that was quite a. That was a bit. I was like, oh, okay. I liked you at one point, Au. Well, it was kind of an accident, but it's an act. He drop kicked her. I don't think you could accidentally drop kick someone. Yeah, let's go ahead and give uh, this this a score. I. I wouldn't give it that high of a score now. I would probably give it a... I would still give it a 7.5, but... I wrote it originally as an 8, so I gotta stick with the 8. 
That's right, you can't change it. Don't change it. But you can change it. It doesn't really matter. I'm going to go with a... Uh, hmm. I'm going to go with a six. I'm going to go with a six. There you go. I still recommend checking out Prince. I, just on the visuals alone and just the style of this movie is just dripping with style. Because and... I love this opening. That opening title. Yeah. The credits. Fantastic. There, there have been a there have been a lot of really awesome opening credit sequences this year. On point with that. Because, uh, I mean, if you're going to do it, I don't like when people do it. I'd rather just have the movie start and no opening credits. Because it seems pointless to me. And it's irritating. And it's like, just get to the fucking point. I'm here for a movie. You can do the credits afterwards. But if you're going to do them, at least, you know... At least put some style into them, and they definitely uh, did with Prince. Yeah, yep, definitely. All right, let's uh, go ahead and move on to our final movie of the day. We're talking about People, Places, Things. This is directed by James C. Strauss. This came out on VOD and limited release this weekend. Stars Jermaine Clement, Regina Hall, Stephanie Allen. If Jermaine Clement wasn't in this, you wouldn't. You would not. I wouldn't like it at all. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have even watched it. Yeah. So exactly. he's he's what makes this movie, and he's the reason to go see it. If you're not a fan of his style of comedy, then you're probably not going to like this movie at all because he's really the the big factor in this. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, you're just you want some Jermaine Clement. That's what you're. That's what you're here for, and you get it. So, that's a positive. Yeah, yeah. Light recommend for me on this one. Let's I, go. Like, I does not recommend for me. Don't get it twisted. I do not like this movie. And I don't want any more of these movies and stop making them. And Jesus Christ, is that the blandest title ever? I mean, I watched yeah. a movie called Cop Car this week. But holy shit, people, places, things... I mean, are we even fucking trying anymore? Yeah, that title's uh, not great. Jesus. It's a pretty bad title, actually. Fucking terrible. Let's uh, let's give this one a score. I'll, I'll say six on this one. I'm going to go with a uh, four. Ooh. Three and a half. Four. Wow. Yeah. You hated it. I did not. Uh-uh. Fucking uh-uh. hated it. <laughs> oh, man. And it's unfortunate because, no, everything else about it just—it's one of those things that just irritates me, gets under my skin. Unfair treatment. I'll—I'll I'll admit it. I'll readily admit that. Yeah, I understand. But I'm that. also not going to change my score. Hmm. Go ahead and move on and talk about some of what we've been watching. Now, Kevin, I think we will start it with you this week. Okay. It's me, huh? All right. Uh, I watched one called A Letter to Momo. Little oh, yeah. Japanese animated film from uh, 2011. Fantastic. Gorgeous. The story itself is pretty... It's pretty humorous. There's uh, uh, as Her father just died. And, of course, her father died at sea. And before he left, she was really upset with him. And essentially told him that she hates him and doesn't want him to come back. 
And then he does a comeback, and now, of course, she's all torn up about it. And she's, like, I'm guessing, like, 12 or something. I don't know how old she is, but in that range. Terrible with age. Guardians come from the sky to watch over her because they, their, their job is to watch over her while her dad transitions to heaven, I guess. And I guess it takes some time. I don't. There's probably traffic or something. I'm not sure, but I guess it takes him a couple of days to get up there. I don't know if they take like an escalator or a ladder or something. Like you actually have to travel. Okay. So that's what you know. It takes time. So and these three things, these guardians that watch over is a, a giant guy with a big gaping mouth. So he's funny looking because his mouth is just always open, and he. In the past, he used to eat people, but now he's been regulated to this to this task because they were bad or something. I don't know. Then there's a frog guy, and he's kind of funny. And his special power is that he has really powerful farts. He like explosive farts a wild boar to knock it over. So there's that. You can look forward to that. And then there's this weird guy that's like uh, he's a snake monkey. Hmm. And he's fantastic because he's forgetful and he doesn't really say much, but when he does, it's ridiculous. And he is amazing and I want him to have his own film franchise. He deserves it. So, Letter of Momo, pretty good. The only problem is at the end, it's kind of just, again, it feels like one of those movies where they didn't know what to do. All of a sudden, they... Just like we have friends and they'll help us and they help, but you're like, who the fuck are these friends? Who where'd they come from? What are they? Are they like spirits? Are they like something to do with nature? I don't understand what they are. And the worst thing about them is they look ugly. So you have this beautiful film for much of the runtime, and then all of a sudden you add this new component to it that they're crudely drawn and they're ugly and they're just not appealing in any way whatsoever. And they're just used to kind of tidy everything up, and then we're done. And it's just like, why? Why did we add this thing at the end that we have no idea what it is? It also looks terrible at the end. But it's a lot of the majority of it's just unfortunate about that ending. Mm. And Snake Monkey needs a whole series of movies. Snake I'm, Monkey. I want Snake Monkey in everything. Okay? Hmm. Okay, and that's a letter to Momo. Mm-hmm. Where did mm-hmm. you, how did you see this? I got this on a DVD from Netflix. Cool. They are just handing them shits out. They can't give those fuckers <laughs> away. Uh, I saw a movie that came out this weekend called Air. The air is no longer breathable. So oxygen has been to- uh, toxic, toxified. Ooh. And... These two technicians are tasked with maintaining this outpost. So what they do is they go into hibernation for six months. They wake up for two hours, uh, replenish the fluids in the sleep chambers of Mm -hmm. the people that are there. And then they go back in the tank for another six, six months. Okay. The, what they, the readings that they have and all of this stuff is they said that the air will be breathable after a hundred years again. Like the, the earth will replenish its, its clean oxygen in a hundred years. Okay. 
So I, I think that maybe what happened was there was like a nuclear fallout or something that occurred. Okay. And it's going to take 100 years for the air to clear up. So what happens is just on one of their days that they woke up and were fixing things, uh, one of their beds catches fire. Oh, and shit. Is no longer usable. So the problem is after the two hours is up, the air shuts off in the outpost in order to conserve the oxygen that it has. So they basically have very little time to figure out how are we going to get another bed? How are we going to fix this bed? And it's a cool premise. I was kind of into this premise at first. However, it basically just goes down the same path that we've seen a million times before. Like the two men, uh, they stop trusting each other. They start becoming paranoid of each other. Things get violent. It escalates. Before you know it, it's like they're not worried about the air anymore. They're just trying to kill each other. Uh And and, uh, Jimon Hansu's character is kind of crazy. And he has, he imagines his wife being around him, even though she's not there. And she kind of gives him tips, tips and tricks to get through what they're, they're trying to do. And at the end of the day, it is a very, very average science fiction film that, uh, unfortunately I can't can't really recommend this i have a full review up on the site so you can check it out there we have a lot of very generic titles this week air you noticed air people places things cop car yeah prince prince and then here's another one i watched match just i guess we should just keep talking about cop this cop car just kept saying cop car well i watched just recently like right before doing this thing that we're doing now uh this is the one from 2014 uh with patrick stewart matthew lillard and carla gugano sure dude yeah Gugino? i'm not sure we have no, no idea how to pronounce anyone's names no you would know right away because it's just a filmed play mm. It's it's solid, great performances. Patrick Stewart's uh, be he uh, he teaches a Julia Ballet teacher, and uh, he's ridiculous in his voice, what he says, what he's talking about, the discussing. It's great, and it it keeps you in there because he's quite funny. But at the end of the day, it's it's a film play. There's no reason. There's really no reason that this should be a film. Um, so for that alone. I just I don't like it. That irritates me too. I just because that's the first question I ask when I'm watching a movie is why should you be a film? This has no answers for that question, so I therefore I don't enjoy it. I, the only thing I do like about it is great because I don't I, I don't get a chance to see plays, so it's good right. in that sense. Yeah, because I don't really have that ability. But it's not it's not a film. There's no reason for it to be a film. I feel like if you're going to adapt a play to a film, you need to add something to it. Yeah, there's you, nothing There's nothing added here. You need you know, to bring something new to the table. It's just a play. It's just a play. Um, and, of course, it's it's set up. Uh, Carla, 
uh, Matthew Lillard would play husband and wife, and it, she's writing a dissertation about dance, and they, so they're interviewing Patrick Stewart, but you come to find out that they're not really writing a dissertation. They're there for something else. Ulterior motives. Oh, surprise. Look at But out. you know what the surprise is like right off the bat. Like immediately. You're like, okay, I, I have an idea of what they're here for. And then, of course, it comes out. And then from that moment on, you pretty much know exactly. You know everything that's going to happen. You know every beat. and It is what it is. But the performances are good enough that it kind of keeps you in there. And if you're in the mood for like a talkie, like a very dialogue-driven movie, it all mostly takes place in uh, Patrick Stewart's, his, his character Toby takes place in his uh, apartment. So it's one of those, you know, kind of like chamber drama type deal. They don't really go outside too much. But so if you're in the mood for that, it's a decent one of those. Okay. But yeah, you know, it's one of those I'm like right down at like a five, just in the middle. And that's Match. How did you see this? I saw this on a DVD, too, from Netflix. Netflix has been giving me DVDs left and right. <laughs> I don't understand it. Like, all of a sudden, I had an issue with Netflix for a while where it took them forever to get my DVDs back and then to send me ones, and I thought that they were doing this on purpose for some reason. But now, all of a sudden, I'm getting DVDs like crazy. Like, I only have one DVD service, but I'm getting, like, six I don't know. I someone fucked up somewhere, and I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> yeah, because they'll probably they, fix that. Now they know. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned Air is on VOD, so you can see see it there. I saw one called Harbinger Down. This is a uh, again available now on VOD. It came out I think on the fourth, or maybe it was the seventh. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, basically, this is a. It's a remake of the thing. It's John Carpenter's The Thing. That's exactly what it is. It's pretty bad. It's actually really terrible. And the, I'm not sure if the, I think the Kickstarter was successful. They were touting it as a practical effects driven movie. It is. It's it's almost all practical effects. There's only a there, so they use it very very sparingly. And that's its one thing. It's one even minor positive that you could say about it. It is uh, all driven by practical effects. So there's a lot of um, a lot of the practical effects look like the effects in the thing. You know, if you remember that, where mm-hmm. basically the plot of this movie is, uh, and it's directed by Alec Gillis. Uh, plot is uh, there's a Russian. Sp- uh, space pod that is careening towards Earth. There's some sort of alien organism on it. It lands in the water in the ocean in Alaska. And then there's this team of... Uh, uh, there's a crab boat that is heading out. And the crab boat brings on a group of scientists who are studying whales. They end up finding... while they're While they're searching for the whales, they end up finding the pod encased in ice and they bring it aboard the ship and it starts to thaw out the organism gets out and it starts killing everybody on board it the the organism itself works exactly like the the thing the alien and the thing mm-hmm. it kind of takes over your body and it can mimic you and all this stuff and it has like 
giant tendrils that shoot out from it, just like the thing. <laughs> fire, fire is the only thing that kills it, just like the thing. Is Wilford Brimley in this? No. And does he throw handguns at people? <laughs> no, Wilford Brimley's not in it. Lance Hendrickson's in it, which is another thing that this this movie it borrows heavily from the thing, but it also borrows heavily from the Alien series. Yeah. And so Lance Hendrickson's in it. I'm sure that that's an homage to his character of Bishop in the Alien series. Uh, it's terrible. The acting is <laughs> god awful. Plot holes abound. None of it makes any sense. The practical effects are good. However, it seems like they may have bitten off more than they could chew. They really try some big things in this movie. Some of it works and some of it doesn't. Some of the effects work looks quite good. They use a lot of like stop motion and camera tricks and stuff. So, you know, props to them for do- for doing this. Good, good for you. Good try. Good for you guys. But practical effects are not enough to to hold up a movie. You need a story. You need acting, and all the scientists are just so generic. And the crew, pretty much every woman in this movie is your your typical actor, like aspiring actor, where they are totally not fit for the role. You know, mm-hmm. you have this 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 woman who looks like she does modeling on the side and she's supposed to be a scientist, you know, and it's just, it just doesn't work. Anything else on your list? No, I got nothing. Okay. A couple more things that I could mention. One is, one is Molly moon. And the plot of this movie is so ridiculous. So she has this best friend at the orphanage and the best friend gets adopted by a wealthy family, yeah. a wealthy couple who love her. They're very, they're very, or him. They're very nice to him. They they give him things. They treat him nicely. They're they're looking out for him, and she doesn't like this. So she goes out on a quest to to get him back and bring him back to the orphanage. And it's like, that's what we're going for in this movie. <laughs> we're trying to get him to run away from his adoptive family. His life finally. And spoiler alert: at the end of the movie, he gets he goes back to live at the orphanage, and it's like, okay, you can't do that. All right, the kid is adopted; he has parents now. He can't just say, "All right, see you later. This isn't working. Bye." <laughs> and that's supposed to be like the the moment that everyone's supposed to get together and be like clapping like yes. yeah they did it yeah he's back at the orphanage and then for some reason so she she sets out she leaves the orphanage and she's like i'm gonna i'm gonna find him the kid's name is rocky and she's like i'm gonna find rocky and i'm gonna bring him back and to do it she becomes a pop star it's it it doesn't even make sense and oh. it happens overnight too it, it's immediate she immediately becomes a pop star and wait this is because of magical hypnotism book yeah. Yes, yeah, she hypnotizes people. And then of course there's this whole thing where there's this thief who's also looking for the hypnotism book so he can well, hypnotize guards at a jewelry store and steal jewels. And he's got this mother, this domineering mother who's like kind of controlling him and it's it's so terrible. <laughs> I can't even tell you how terrible this is. It'd be it'd be better if he also 
was trying to get someone to go back to an orphanage. That would be funny. That'd be great. It's just everyone just wants people to move back to the orphanage. Apparently this is based on a popular book series. Obviously I haven't read any of the books. I never heard of this before, but we have a full review for this up on the site and it is it's just awful. It is an awful movie and I cannot recommend it. Uh, I saw 10,000 Saints. This is one that I don't recommend. Stars uh, Aza Butterfield and Ethan Hawke, Haley Steinfeld. Good cast. Neil Hirsch is in it, too. It takes place in the 80s in New York City. Actually, it takes place in my neighborhood in, in the East Village. Ooh. Yeah, there's uh, the bookstore that I go to. East Village Books is in it. Uh, a couple of cafes that I frequent. Tompkins Square Park's in it. So it's, you know, it hits close to home for me, sort of. And it's about the hardcore punk rock scene in the 80s in New York. So that, you know, that's good. I, I'm into that, too. And it's got some actors that I like in it. So, you know, why didn't I love it? Because it was not very good. Simple as that. Coming of age story, Asa Butterfield plays this uh, kid who's kind of lost in the world, uh, and he likes to do drugs. He does drugs with his best friend. His best friend ends up overdosing and dying, and Emile Hirsch plays his dead best friend's brother, and Emile Hirsch is in a straight-edge band, and he ends up taking Asa Butterfield under his wing, sort of, and turning him into a straight-edge dude, and he swears off drugs and drinking and all of that stuff. And Haley Steinfeld plays uh, his his dad's girlfriend's daughter. Okay, all right, all right, I'm with you. And as it turns out, the night that his friend overdosed and died he he hooked up with Haley steinfeld and she's pregnant with his child you gotta be kidding me so So they list the help of the ten thousand saints which are like a crime fighting team or something yeah (laughs) something like that we got some voiceover and it's ethan hawk's really good in it but i feel like he's been playing the same he's a dad yeah He's a dad, but he's like he's kind, kind, of, he's kind of a cool dad. Yeah, he's a, he's a cool dad. Like in this movie, he <clears throat> is, he grows pot. He's a pot. Oh farmer. man, he's a pot he, dad, and he lives on Saint Mark's. Oh, and, he's shit. Like, and he's like kind of this like bohemian, cool, laid back dad. So what you're saying is he's like the coolest dad, probably that you'll sure. find. Sure, we'll say that because he's he's growing that sticky icky. <laughs> 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 that's what they call it right i just i want to be hip i gotta be hip i gotta be with the times and whatnot yeah so you, i did not it's, like it it's, at it's, all. i fell asleep while you were explaining that movie it's very oh. yeah it's very manila folder and i just can't see emile hirsch is the front man in a straight edge hardcore band and i can't see Asa Butterfield as a guitarist in a straight edge hardcore punk band. Straight edge. I just can't can't see it. So yeah, that one available on VOD now. Don't recommend that one. Uh, the final one that I'll mention is one and two. Saw that 
yesterday. Oh yeah. Yeah, this one uh, would have been perfect for us to review. We should have we should have reviewed this instead of people, places, things. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this this is definitely more within the the uh, the scope of what we review t- typically on the show. Yeah. Basically, it's about a worm. They're kind of trapped. It goes around their, their whole property, and they can't really leave. But as it turns out, they have superpowers. Okay. They can teleport. They're like Nightcrawler. And yes. they feel trapped in in their own home. And they frequently sneak out at night and teleport around and have fun. And their dad doesn't like it. He wants to kind of keep them in, inside and on their property and not go out where he can't keep an eye on them. He's scared of them. Like, mm-hmm. he's scared of their abilities and he's super religious, and he thinks that it's some kind of uh, message from God or something. And their their mom is is very nice, but then she she's very sick, and she could die at any moment. And they're they're afraid of what's going to happen when when that occurs. He's very abusive to them. Like in one scene, he nails them to a wall, mm. uh, you know, by their clothes, of course, not through their skin. But he nails them to a wall and makes them stand there pretty much all day and night. So he's very abusive. And through a series of events, I won't give anything away, but I will say that the girl played by uh, Kiernan Shipka from Mad Men. Yeah. She gets out into the world. Oh, shit. And it's kind of a jarring experience for her. But it's... uh, it's very Malick-esque. I'd say if you're not a fan of Terrence Malick, or more so if you're not a fan of the many, many, many Terrence Malick <laughs> clones, <laughs> if you don't like those clones, um, you're probably going to have some issues with this because it is very, very Malick-esque. The, there is voiceover in it, and it is kind of... Uh, is it poetic? It's sort of poetic, yes. Is it lyrical? Yes, it is very lyrical. And it happens... Yeah, yeah. Yes! It happens probably three or four times throughout the movie, and it it is very grating. I had a hard time with that. Other than that, it looks great. Uh, You know, and the director, Andrew Draws Palermo, he's a cinematographer, but he actually didn't do the cinematography for this movie, which was really weird because... I was like 10 minutes into it, and I and I said out loud, for some reason, this reminds me of a Hannah Fidel movie. And I don't know why I said that. I don't know what made me think that. Mm-hmm. But then I looked it up, and I realized that this director is the cinematographer for Hannah Fidel. Mm. And the weird thing, though, is that he didn't do the cinematography on this movie. But it still felt like his cinematography. Yeah. Because isn't that the guy... Didn't he do... He did Rich Hill. Yeah. 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 It definitely has that... Uh, I, I hate to say it, because it's, you know, poverty porn. Yeah. I don't like using that term, but that's kind of what it is. Gotcha. But uh, the night crawlers. Yes. Nice. Or jumper, or jumper, if you want to... I'm going to stick with Nightcrawler, thank you. (laughs) 
I'm not talking about no chomper. So I don't know. It's it's a weird one. It is definitely a weird weird movie. It's obviously low budget, so there's not lots of crazy special effects. But the way that they handle the teleporting, it looks cool and it sounds really cool. So I think that it does hmm. work. Okay. Right. It's a it's a very slight movie. It's it's really understated and it's more about kind of their state of mind and how they perceive the world and stuff and it's uh you know it's very slow slow burn gotcha but in the end yeah i liked it i i would recommend it actually yeah i want to check this one out yeah you can it's on vod all right i think that that will do it for what we've been watching let's go ahead and move on to some predictions shall we Straight out of Compton. You Straight. said 62. I said 76 on this one. Actual 88%. Boy. I haven't seen this. I was thinking about maybe seeing it today. I'm not sure. Man from Uncle. I said 62 on that one. You said 54. Actual is 67. Hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Next week, we have Hitman Agent 47. What about Agents 1 through 46? None of them matter. 47, is the, he's the one. Why? Because he's the one from the games. He's the best one out of all of them. <laughs> all right. I mean, you got to do a better job hiring them. If you only have one agent that you can make a movie about. You know what I'm saying? I guess. Do you understand? I guess what I guess coming from? Yeah, I guess. I think this one, the the trailers make it look like it's going to be kind of fun and over the top and super violent, but I think it's still going to be pretty bad. So I'll say thirty-two, and that's generous. Ooh, ooh. Uh, what do you say? What was your number again? Thirty-two. Thirty-two. I'm gonna say twenty-six. And we also have Sinister Two. Oh shit. Oh, man. Sinister 2. I'm going to say 40. It's going to be quite poor as well, and I will say 36. Nice. I just... Yeah, this one... Random numbers. I liked the first one, but this one I think is... Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Nah. No, thank you. All right, let's see what we got coming out on limited release. Let's go ahead and talk about some VOD releases. Next week we have The Boy. Again, very excited for that. That that might be one that I check out in the theater today. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Being Evil, Siren, Mateo, Six Years, Slow Slow Learners. I'm actually going to see that one. I'm, that looks funny. That comes out on Wednesday. And The Curse of Downers Grove. Oh. Let's talk about some Blu-ray releases. Get those Blu-rays. Next week on Blu-ray, Hackers comes out. Holy <sighs> shit. Fuck yeah, buddy. Hackers. Cancel all plans. Get your hackers. Hack the Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel all plans and get your hackers. Uh, We have Psycho Beach Party. That comes mm-hmm. out. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Burt Reynolds and Navajo Joe from 1966. Oh, shit. Cub comes out. I recommend Cub. Artsploitation's mm-hmm. putting that out, so uh, should be a decent release. Strangerland, that's the one with Nicole Kidman that I heard is pretty bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ejecta. Ooh. It's a sci-fi horror movie from the looks of it. Vendetta, which is the Sasuke twins uh, prison thriller with Dean Cain and the big show. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's terrible. Uh, you, La- saw that. you saw that one, right? I did. You loved it. It's terrible. La Sapienza. Hey, I like that one. I thought enjoyed it was that. Okay. I recommend it. I thought it was okay. Double bill it with what was that one called? Vendetta. <laughs> Perfect double bill. <laughs> Triple bill with hackers. There you go. Perfect La- day. Uh, Lambert and Stamp. Mm-hmm. The Seventh Dwarf. The se- what now? The Seventh Dwarf. Dwarf. D. Like as in Stephen Dwarf. No, as in dwarf, as in oh, the dwarf. Snow, snow White. Dwarf. Dwarf. I heard you say dwarf. 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 You gotta enunciate that W better. Come on, man, this is live. <laughs> I enunciated the shit out of that W. Nah, that's pretty much it. What do we got, Nurians? We have one Criterion 1973. It's a farce. It's a. Uh. <laughs> It's a farcical movie about making movies. Cool. Yeah. So get that. Nice. Quadruple Bill. Vendetta. Hackers. And what was the other one? La Sapienza. Yeah. There you go. Talk about a day right there. Yeah, so certainly next week is not as strong as this week was. Well, you have... In the way of anything. No, well, you have the seventh dwarf. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Uh, can you imagine is, seven Steven Dorfs out there? Yeah, that's what it is. It's a mockumentary style. It's about the Dorf family. And there's the there's the seventh Dorf that people didn't know about. Hmm. Okay. He's a nightcrawler. Uh, well, I think that that is going to do it for today. Apologies again for all the technical glitches. I promise that we will slowly but surely get everything worked out. So, if there were audio problems that's why uh, with the the audio only version of this so I'm going to try to clean it up as much as I can but whatever Uh, (laughs) your way of saying like I don't owe you anything it's a work in progress we're working on it what do you expect Uh, send us your questions podcastfilmpulse.net follow us on twitter at filmpulsenet and at Film Pulse Kevin. And take a look at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash filmpulse. Consider subscribing for as little as $1 per month. Help us get some better equipment so we can do this better. Am I right? <laughs> yes. Correct. Uh, for Kevin Rakestraw, my name's Adam Patterson. We'll see you on Thursday for Ryan Watches a Movie. <laughs>